Are you a library fan? Would you like to work in a library? Do you want to just learn more about what libraries do and who works in them? If you meet any of these rather specific criteria, then this is the podcast for you. My name is Jennifer Weil, and I was asked to do this podcast by a colleague of mine in the private sector, so this was not my idea. However, I'm really glad that he asked me to do it because libraries have some really amazing people working in them, and they're doing some pretty innovative and creative things. And also, I live in British Columbia. We have a rich library environment in British Columbia with lots of amazing people doing things that they're passionate about for the public or for the communities they serve, if it's academic, their college or university. And talking to them is going to be so much fun, especially once I learn how to record podcasts so that you don't hear the sounds of boats emptying their bilges or incredibly loud birds. What I hope to do in this podcast is basically enhance the collaboration between libraries. And the library culture here is already so collaborative that fortunately I found three people who were willing to talk to me. I'm talking to Jay Peters, who is the manager of marketing and communications for Coquitlam Public Library. And then I'll speak with Tamarack Hawken, who is the collection services specialist at Fraser Valley Regional Library. And after that, I'll speak with Jeff Narver, who is the director of infrastructure and resources for Fraser Valley Regional Library also. This podcast is simply another way to information share. Today, we're going to discuss the skills that we need more than ever in public libraries, what we need with new library workers, and what we need because we're in, yeah, you know it, a pandemic. I asked Jay Peters to describe what he thought new librarians and new technicians should have when applying for jobs in libraries. I think for both positions, front-facing skills are important. It, it's about customer service. It's about programming. It's about, you know, engaging with the public in some way. We have a new library tech who's in, in our department. She will be doing a lot on social media, so that's a very front-facing kind of place. Somebody also who is flexible in what they can do. When we interview people, we often ask them, to include a small story time in their presentation. And this isn't because they're in a programming role necessarily, but we're the size of library that needs people that can be flexible to take on many different things when needed. So they may need to be called upon to do, to do story time. It also is a way of, you know, in emergencies, it's a way also of finding out if people have those front-facing skills. Yes. You know, if, if, they, if they call back and say, oh, I don't think I would be able to do that, yeah. then we realize that that person probably isn't going to work for our organization because we need somebody that can help out in that way at times. I think that's so interesting because we we do the same thing. We often require a story time. And it's, it's less about 
the person being a great storyteller yeah. and knowing every song in the book yeah. and more about their willingness to engage. I think engagement yeah. is a perfect word for that. Are there any particular skills that you think people need more now because of the pandemic environment that we're in than before or more of? I would say some of the more the softer skills now that we're working remotely or people may be having issues in their personal lives. So more of the soft skills, more of being able to check in, being able to ask a colleague if they're okay, being able to take time to, you know, kind of mental health check-in. It may not have to be couched in that way. Yeah. But just giving people, you know, giving people a bit more space and, and the remoteness makes it harder to you know, to connect with people in a day-to-day -day way when you can see, oh, you look really tired or whatever. Yeah. You, know, you may not get that sense as much if you're, if you're just Zoom, in a Zoom meeting with them. So definitely more of that for the inside. For the outside, I would say just a willingness to explore new forms of technology and, and figure alternatives out, especially to programming in these days of, of COVID. Yeah. You know, how can you use Zoom to make an interactive program, for example, r rather than just a, a lecture format? You know, how can you engage people that way? Is there anything else that, that you feel is important to just talk about for new new librarians, technicians, people maybe considering working in libraries? Another thing to think about for people entering is social media. I, I think a lot of young people, whatever that means, people that are younger than I am, let's say, and I'm not going to tell you how old I am, uh, are, you know, are quite well-versed in social media. And, and I think that they're so well-versed in social media that they don't think of that as a skill. Right. This, this is a skill that can be upplayed on a, in a job application or in an interview. I would recommend that, they, that new applicants consider that and figure out a way to tell people about what they can do with social media. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah because it's the, one of the things about social media is engagement and if you can be engaging on your own social media account then you can most likely contribute to the library's engagement. Yeah. Jay and I are the same age and I can say that we're both very very young. We're at least the new 40. When I spoke with Tamarack we discussed something slightly different. For a while now, libraries and library schools have been focusing on customer service because previously that was not necessarily a focus when you got your master's or your technician's degree. Certainly not when I was in school. But Tamarack discussed how important the technical skills that we learn in library school, whether it be a technician or a librarian, how those skills are really still very important. And maybe the focus doesn't need to only be on customer service. Maybe we need to make sure that we've got those people with the solid technical skills. 
So I asked Tamarack if she thought these skills could be learned out of interest. I think interest can carry you a long way. I think that that, that interest and passion for it can carry you a long way. With the librarian positions in the department, it's, it's a little bit different because you don't necessarily need to be the most technically adept in the weeds, but you need to be, I think, literate enough to answer the questions. Like, you don't have to be able to do the job, obviously, but you have to have enough proclivity that you can ask the people who maybe report to you and even know better to explain it to you and then understand the answer. Even though basic technical skills that we should be learning in school before getting a library job are important, something that's also very important is being comfortable with the fact that you don't know everything and that you will be having to learn things on the job. And it's okay to admit when you don't know. Actually, it builds trust in other people, coworkers, and even the people you serve in libraries when you could admit that you don't know everything. The ability to admit that you don't know everything lends itself to curiosity as well. And I think we need this more than ever, and not just in libraries. The thing that I often think about is the willingness to be wrong. Mm. And Oh my God, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a personal quality, I guess. But, but to me, it's so hinged with um, like trust and learning. It's... If I know that you're, like, if you're someone I work with and I know that you have enough maturity to admit when you're wrong, then I can, then I can trust you. Like, I can, we can have a more trusting relationship. And it's just more honest and, and open, you know, because I know that you're going to, you're not just going to dig in. Like, you are going to be, yeah, that flexible, that, that open to other information, uh, you are going to be trying to find out what you don't know. I think wanting to work in libraries and being in libraries for a long time it cultivated the sense of like well people know, you know we know everything or we can find out everything and the mm. sense of knowing instead of curiosity and when people feel like they have to know everything it, it really stifles the relationship with them in the workplace but also their contributions because if you're not going to be curious you're not going to find stuff out does turning on the boat empty the water <laughs> You must empty the water. It's yeah, it's the bilge. I think you should pivot to a floating pond. I think I should. We have all the backgrounds <laughs> out. Tamarack and I seem to share the belief that it's okay to make mistakes and admit that you're wrong. And in fact, that's a strength. All organizations, including libraries, need to innovate and pivot. And when you do those things, it's inevitable that you'll make some mistakes along the way. We don't want to make huge financial losses, but we will make mistakes along the way, no matter what the predictive analytics we might have access to say or what the surveys of our communities told us. And that's okay. That's why we start with pilots. And I think in general, libraries are pretty great at that. And speaking with Jeff Narver brings home how innovative libraries actually are. I asked Jeff what kind of people libraries need. We need leaders. We need people that are going to uh, want to manage and lead other people. We want people who aren't afraid, are, are creative, are articulate, can stand up in front of people, can, can, um, can articulate their vision and have people follow them. 
We don't want somebody who is more comfortable behind a desk or behind an object. We need people that, uh, that have deep interpersonal skills. I'm thinking radically, should we hire an IT person for interpersonal skills and teach them the tech? I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a possibility going forward, but soft skills have become so critically important. When Jeff talks about technical skills here, he's talking about IT skills as opposed to cataloging, which Tamarack was discussing. And IT hasn't always been known for its soft skills, but that's definitely changing. And who knew 10 years ago when we were hiring or getting hired that one of the soft skills people might be looking for is comfort with chaos. This is what Jeff has to say about chaos. Being comfortable living in chaos, I think, is, uh, is, is, is really what this experience is, uh, is, is forcing us to, it's not teaching us, but it's forcing us to, uh, to, uh, to get used to. And, uh, and that's, a, that's a really good thing. It has never been, at least in my library, uh, a, a core skill set, but it is starting to become one. And it is, it, is, it is very interesting to see people become more comfortable with non-traditional roles, non-traditional processes, and, and even, even with, the, uh, with risk, with risk management. And, and, and it's funny that uh, vendors are that way too. Vendors have been incredibly flexible. And I truly believe, unlike other organizations that we, like, like the, uh, the tourism or the, uh, or the um, the cruise industry, we are going to emerge from this uh, stronger and, and, and different, but with a much better sense of, uh, of uh, investigation and creativity and, uh, and being more intuitive to what our customers want, how our staff are feeling and, uh, and, and what their issues and concerns are, and uh, what we need to be successful in the future. Since Jeff was my last interview, I had learned a few things along the way. So although I asked Tamarack and Jay how the pandemic had changed their experience of the workplace, I have the most material from Jeff. What he's talking about here is what we lose in a Zoom call. What is it that is lost in not being able to have a face-to-face -face meeting? And we have, we have Slack or WebEx or Zoom meetings. Those are great, but what is it that's, what is it that's lost? I, I wonder if what's lost is that trust and the stuff that you need for true collaboration because those points of, they seem banal or unnecessary or maybe they waste time at work supposedly but those points where you're having a discussion about you know what your kids are doing on the weekend or or you know your next travel plans or oh did you see this happen those build trust I think and they help with collaboration in the long term and uh, I, I think also a rolling of the eyes doesn't make a sound and so <laughs> I miss body language because I, I can read people well. At least I think I can read people well. And if you have a little two-by-two-inch two square on Zoom, you can't see it. You can't see what people are doing. And also, people tend to multitask when they're on a, on a, a, a platform. 
and so they're not they're not giving you 100 percent or or anywhere near that so uh, body language is going to be is, is is going to be missed i think i know in some ways it seems opportunistic to think that there has been some gifts from covid but both tamarack and jeff mentioned ways that this pandemic had improved work culture or for tamarack it was just general life not commuting two hours a day being able to work from home for jeff it was something that really struck a chord with me he talked about how it was an mba in a box for his staff going through this pandemic uh, COVID has been, for many of my mid-level managers, an MBA in a box because it has been such a wonderful learning experience for them. And at the time, they probably would disagree with me, but now I think they're starting to understand that they are getting uh, a concentrated experience that they'll never have again in their life. And they're, they're, they'll get to do things and make decisions uh, from a completely different perspective than IT or support services or, or some of the other departments. And it is so valuable. I finished an MBA two years ago, and I remember, uh, our director saying to me, you, wow, you're, this, this crisis, this chaos you do really well with. Flexibility, creativity, yeah. it's all, these are all skills that were emphasized when I did the MBA and I'm using them now. I love this idea of MBA in a box. You don't have to have a formal education to learn a skill. If you work in a place that has a culture of learning and libraries are a true culture of learning, you can learn many skills through the work that you're doing with the support of your organization. Jeff, Jay, and Tamarack and I all felt uncomfortable when we realized that we were focusing on some of the positives that had come out of such a horrible situation, which is our pandemic that we're experiencing right now. We were all very aware of how lucky we are to be able to continue to work in such learning environments. In the next Lib Talks podcast, you're going to hear a lot less of my voice, which you'll probably be thankful for, I'm sure, because the interviews that I do will not be recorded in loud parks or without the right mic or using the wrong software. So... Thanks for listening, and thanks to David Adamora for putting me up to this. I'm so grateful. And also to Dylan Fraser for trying to put this podcast together with me in a cohesive piece that people could actually hear and understand. And I look forward to giving you a lot more material of other people talking next time.